The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Poly, Queer, Transfolk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. In its fourth season of presenting personalities as their authentic selves, this is What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky, the official podcast of FetishCon. It's an intimate conversation with people inside the kink and fetish worlds, as well as other educators and sex-positive personalities sharing their stories of what makes them who they are. And now, here is your host, John, or as they are known in the kink and fetish communities. Hi there, Catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and to our listeners, welcome. Welcome to season number four. It's so hard to believe that three years ago, we started this podcast with the idea of bringing kinky people together in connections that meant something. And then we found our most important connection, the connection we have with our authentic selves. We're so happy to be starting season number four, and we've got some great partners in doing so, including Kingster Merch on Etsy, which will offer a What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want range of clothes, mugs, and notebooks to help you be your authentic self. So thanks to Mistress Kai for putting that together. We start our season four with an amazing dom, who put together one of the most beautiful parties for other doms in Athens, Greece a while ago, and now she's brought her talents to the States. She is a perfect mix of intelligence, sadistic beauty, elegance, and savage style. She is Mistress Alexandra. It is her pleasure to be your dominant. People obey her because she manifests a commanding presence. The journey of a session with her is full of self-discovery, exploration, personal growth, trust, and also an empowering path towards embracing your true self and acceptance of kinky desires. With Mistress Alexandra, you will get ready to embark on a life-changing adventure with unlimited possibilities in the path of submission and pleasure. You will explore a world of exquisite dominance, tantalizing power dynamics, and thrilling new limits. And you'll surrender to your deepest desires as she welcomes you into her sanctuary in Seattle. Are you ready to fulfill your most provocative fantasies? We're ready to hear an amazing story with Mistress Alexandra Balance on what women and other wonderful humans want. What was the genesis of what made our guests who they are? We begin that journey with the first five. 
Five questions about firsts. First time you knew there was something kinky about you. I didn't really knew, but I felt it. And it was about seven, eight years old when I was still in school. And I was kicking boys wherever I could just to see them on their knees. And once they were on their knees, I didn't know what else to do. So I was telling them, okay, dismissed. (laughs) (laughs) First time you ever walked into your own dungeon and what your feelings were. Uh, First time I walked in the place that was about to become my dungeon It was an absolute mess. It was a building that was left for over 20 years. And I just said, okay, so the cross is gonna be there. The jails are gonna be there. The spanking bench is gonna be there. I just felt that that is mine. First time you stood in front of a gathering of amazing femdoms at your gala and what you were feeling about bringing them all together. It was the most incredible experience that I felt ever in my life. Um, Yes, I was organizing everything. I was promoting. I was uh, taking care of the tickets and everything. But I didn't actually felt that vibe until I went outside. And I saw all of them there in one place. And I just told myself, oh, my God. (laughs) really (laughs) it was incredible I was at the door I was saying hello to every single one of them that were coming I didn't really realize how many they were it's different to have just some names on the paper and you know say hello to each and one of them is totally different when you actually see all of them so, uh, you know, I was at the, um, at the door that takes you out to the patio, basically, where the gala was. And I said to myself, what the fuck have you done? <laughs> and by the way, I, I never organized not even a birthday party for myself. Not to mention that of Yvette, yes. It was just a dream that I had it always. Started with a crazy idea and became reality. <laughs> So imagine my shock. It was a mix of, um, um, I would not call it fear, but, um, you know, uh, what am I going to (laughs) do? And um, I was grateful and I was happy. And I was, uh, it was just a mix that I cannot really describe. It's something that you have to feel it in order to understand it. It's amazing. And I will do it again. (laughs) First time you ever saw yourself and said, I am Mistress Alexandra. I think I've been always Mistress Alexandra, since Alexandra is my actual name also, is not a stage <laughs> name. I've always been the dominant one. I've always been the one in control. So my work is just a, a expansion of my character. First time you arrived in your new home of Seattle and what you thought about it. I'm cold. (laughs) (laughs) 
That was the first thing I said when I went out of the plane. I'm cold since it was winter. <laughs> uh, Seattle is a very great place. Um, still adjusting to the weather, of course, because it's a huge difference between Greece, Romania, Europe and here. Uh, but it's an amazing place and I made some great connections and it's very welcoming in every way, professional and uh, as a person. 14 years of domination for Mistress Alexandra and we will get into her story when we return on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. We're presented by Dating Kinky. For more than three years, we have presented this podcast as a labor of love without paid advertisers. We do this as we want to give back to this wonderful community for all the gifts it has given us. If you want to financially support our efforts, please visit bit.ly slash thanks catsuit and give what you can to help catsuit travel, teach, and bring you great in-person interviews. We will give you that address again later in the show. Now, here are some words from Catsuit's friends about things you should know about. Hi, Catsuit. Thank you so much for sharing your wholesome space with the team of Fetish Bacchanal. Sparkle the Brat and I, Goddess Alanis, will be hosting a three-day Kingfield retreat in Jamaica, June 28th to the 30th, 2024. This is gonna be an escape of a property with a cleansing mineral cave right in the heart of it. Follow at Fetish Bacchanal on Twitter for more updates on ticket links, vending, performances, and more. Welcome to the Yoniverse. I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. The Flaming Yoni podcast is a celebration of the beautiful and unique expressions of female sexuality. From asexual to megasexual, from lifelong monogamy to relationship anarchy, from deep spiritual bonds of sacred union to spur-of-the-moment flames. It is all infused with Yoni energy. Search for The Flaming Yoni on your favorite podcast platform. You will not leave the same as when you came. We are proud to be the official podcast of FetishCon, and we want you to join us in St. Petersburg, Florida, August 8th through 11th, 2024. The trade show brings together models, producers, industry leaders, and fans from all over the world, and brings you great classes in kink or how to become an industry professional. You can get all the details at fetishcon.com. Are you curious about kink but don't know where to begin? <laughs> or maybe you have a friend who, while they appreciate your interest in BDSM, they don't really understand what it's all about. You should check out Kink for the Curious. It's a fun little activity book with color pages and word finds, lots of silly puns, <laughs> uh, but lots of solid BDSM and kink information written by somebody who's been in the business for almost 30 years. Kink for the Curious, a BDSM activity book for beginners, written by Princessa Natasha Strange, and that's me, <laughs> is available on Amazon. 
Go get it now. Empowering designs for fetish models, doms, sex workers, or anyone else who needs to be seen as their authentic selves. Visit the What Women Want podcast store at Kingster Merch on Etsy to see those and other wonderful designs for all Kingsters. Now, back to the show and more with our guests on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. Thank you, Nookie, and welcome back to the program, joined by Mistress Alexandra, who is now going on some social media as Mistress Alexandra Balance. Where did that come from? That name actually came from uh, Mistress Ariana, because before the gala, I just felt that I needed a last name. (laughs) Um, So she told me that why not try and balance? And I asked why balance? Because it's just how your personality is as a dom and as a human. You have a great balance between craziness and stability. You have a great balance between being sadistic and sensual. You're just a balance. So balance it is. Beautiful. Where are you originally from? I was born in Romania, where I spent the first part of my life until I uh, finished uh, high school. And then I moved to Greece. And for a small period of time, I was in England. Was it fun growing up in Romania or was it a challenge? Uh, It was a challenge for a person that wants to be free and never been told what to do and how to do. And everything is still very taboo there. I feel that now, the last years, things are starting to change and people are more open-minded. But as a kid growing up there, sex in general and whatever has to do with sex is just taboo. Nobody talks about it. Nobody, uh, it's allowed to be free. Nobody is allowed to talk about their feelings and the kinky part or absolutely anything. So yeah, it was tough in that way it was better because um i never had bad influence i never had uh, you know drugs or alcohol or something like that so yes in that point of view is much better to be in a restricted country but rather than that no i wanted to go to leave <laughs> as fast as i could <laughs> and when you made it to greece what was it like um it was totally different. It was actually the first time that I've been alone from my family and from my friends. I was just a kid. I was 22. So, yes, it was a bit difficult to um, to be on my own. Not, to, not necessarily to uh, be able to achieve things on my own, but not having my family with me and my friends and my sisters and so on so yeah it was a period of about six months that it was difficult (laughs) but that's it between kicking boys (laughs) what is it you dreamed about doing when you grew up i was one of those kids that never knew what they want to be I knew that I want to be my own boss and I knew that I don't want to be bossed around. Um, I finished university marketing, so I applied for my first job 
And they told me that I'm gonna earn 600 euros in Greece for the first six months. And then we shall see, it was not even, a, it was a contractor position. I was like, uh, really? No. <laughs> so I used that in my business actually, which was much more, but yeah, I was one of those that I wanted to be um, a pilot. I wanted afterwards to be whatever craziness you can imagine. I never found a job for myself. <laughs> and when did you know that being a dominatrix was the thing you wanted to do? Uh, it all started like a crazy story that many will not even believe. So I went in Greece. I went um, in vacation, Mykonos. So as I was sitting and enjoying my cocktail in a very beautiful beach, I saw a woman walking her dog on the beach. So I'm like, come on, really? As she was coming closer, it was not a dog. It was a human. <laughs> so my eyes just went like, you know, <laughs> like in the movies, <laughs> ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> really, is that possible? So probably I was staring a lot. Probably my mouth went to the floor. <laughs> And she saw me and she was like, I need to use the restroom. Can you keep my dog for a second? I'm like, oh my God, somebody pinch me, somebody do something because this is not real. This is a dream. So that's how everything started. She was a problem. <laughs> so was there a discussion about what this was? Did you like, okay, I need to know as much as I possibly can or was it uh, no, a gradual education? I just started Googling in that second. <laughs> <laughs> so I found out that is much more than just uh, somebody willing to be a dog. <laughs> so yes, it started to be a discussion and she trained me and yeah, this is how it all started. <laughs> what was the most important part of your training from her? What is the thing that you keep with you now that you learned as kind of the foundation for what you do? Be always yourself. Be your own self. Be, have your own personality. Have your own style. Have your own imagination. And do not let anyone tell you what is good and what is wrong. And you have developed this wonderful style of elegance and domination. I mean, when I go to your website, it is just A, beautiful, and B, just portrays this amazing class that you have. Your presence just exudes not only power, but this elegance that I haven't seen out of many people. It is absolutely breathtaking thank you <laughs> it's really nice to hear that from you because i'm sure that you've seen many <laughs> <laughs> but here's here's my point you developed your style in greece where there's probably a different 
way of looking at culture and stuff. So did that help you put together this style, this, this certain way that you like to do things that enabled you to be as successful as you are? Uh, I don't think that Greece did that. I was traveling a lot. I was um, doing clips, sessions uh, all over Europe at the beginning. So yes, every culture is different and each and one of them taught me something. So it's more of a mix rather than Greek because Greece, when I first opened my dungeon and I first started there, which is many years ago (laughs) (laughs) they really didn't have a clue what is actual BDSM Mm. so I had to work a lot to explain them that BDSM is much more than doing pegging and having a strap on in your hand it developed to be something great and I'm very happy that many now are starting to have events and gatherings and um, discussions, play parties. Um, but yeah, at the beginning, no, Greece didn't really have something to give me. I had to give more to Greece, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm happy about it. Do you remember the first time you had a sub that you just went, hmm? This is why I do what I do. I was very lucky and I met a lot of subs that gave me that feeling. Um, I didn't really have bad, bad experience with slaves ever. Um, And most of them gave me that, yes, this is why I do it, because I have an amazing time, because I get that incredible power from their submission. And, um, you know, I always consider that a slave is very powerful because, first of all, it had the courage to come to somebody that didn't know absolutely anything about. So every single time that I had sessions, especially with newbies, I was like, yes, this is why I'm doing it. Every single time I had with experienced slaves, and I just saw their expression on their faces after the session was over. I was like, yeah, those are the five seconds that are worth more than anything else. <laughs> what are the qualities of a good sub or a good slave? There are many. On professional level or on private level? Well, let's start with the professional level, but I definitely want to talk about the private as well. As a professional session, um, the first thing I always ask them is just don't think about absolutely anything. Leave your life at the door and you can take it back when you leave. You are here just to have a good time, a different experience that is going to help you be a better person outside so just don't think about anything just don't overthink just leave everything behind and just submit everybody that was able to do that was able to have an incredible experience when one submits and totally lets go to you 
Mm-hmm. What's the feeling from the top side? The dome space, which you have to be very careful because you cannot lose control, no matter how much you're enjoying what you're doing, because after all, you're the one taking care of the person that you have under your feet. So, yes, it's a controlled dome space. Um, And the first impact that I had at the beginning, um, it was, yes, I love this power. I love this. um, I don't really know how to say it. This influence that I have over a person. And it's just amazing. (laughs) It's just absolutely amazing, which again, differs from one person to another. Every person is different. So the feelings that they're giving you are different, but this is one that can present most. You talked about people coming in thinking that BDSM is about pegging or a strap on, but when you form those amazing connections, with your subs and slaves. When that connection goes beyond just the implement you have, but that beautiful energy between you, how do you know when that moment hits? I guess it's just in their eyes. At least for me, it's just in their eyes. Just their expression and just in their eyes. That's it. But yes, when that connection is possible, you can take your sub to anything that you can imagine. We talk professional. Now let's talk personal. What makes a wonderful personal sub or slave? Mm. There is only one rule. I rule, you obey. (laughs) And everything is great that i demand you order (laughs) um having a personal sub is more of about the connection that you have with the person um it becomes much different from um um professional session because uh also, when you start loving the other person, it's not the same. It needs to be totally different and have boundaries totally respected and discussed from the beginning. Let me give you an example to make it easier. Um, my sub is a masochist. It was totally different when I was whipping him at the beginning to when I whipped him after I started having feelings for him as a person. Mm-hmm. So it, it, you really need to make peace with yourself, <laughs> first of all, and to know that that moment is for both of you and it's beneficial for both of you. And it's not, only, it's not about the pain at that moment, but it's about the, um, the connection that is just becoming stronger uh the pleasure that you have from that both so 
yes. It's very difficult to put in words um, Dom Sab from the personal way of seeing it. It's much more than anything, any other relationship in this world. It's much deeper. It's much um, uh, true, if I can say it. It's uh, it's just different. Is uh, it's amazing. Is difficult to to manage it at the beginning, but it's much easier afterwards. <laughs> Describe how sadism is love. Pain is love, right? Because when you are able to endure everything that a crazy sadist wants, that's called love, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> no, besides the joke, um, pain or anything else that you do with the person that you are can be described as love because you're just giving your entire self into the hands of your partner. So that's, if not, if it's not love, what is it? <laughs> I remember the time I was fortunate enough to be totally tested. It was on my birthday and I was hit with some very amazing implements, a London Tanner's paddle and a London Tanner's strap. And I was hit 60 times. And I swear by the time I got to 10, my mind was ready to red out. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't give up. Yes. And when I got to the end and the the dom kindly said to me i'm so proud of you mm -hmm. that's when you really feel that connection of oh my gosh i have taken her test i made her it proud made her proud and that kind of connection is just so beautiful it is love and i believe in a thing called simply love which i get into in my classes all the time but that connection that happens in a session is just such this beautiful aura that happens, this beautiful atmosphere. And you walk into this, as I have seen in your pictures, as this picture of power, this picture of confidence, and how could you not just want to please that person so very much? <laughs> yes. Is your style that you have chosen, the short hair, the very definitive lines that you have and you make with your outfits, does that power instantly take someone who comes to see you and make them realize that you are in charge from the moment they just see you? I don't think that my appearance is the one that gives them that feeling. Mm. Me. I can be the same person in latex, leather, or just pyjama. 
Mm -hmm. So I don't think that that's the image that that's the first thing that makes them submit my clothes for hair. I think it's more about me, just like I feel that I, I, my clothes doesn't make who I am. I'm not a different person in the morning and a different person in latex. But it's true that the short hair, it's something that you don't see every day. And yes, it's more masculine, let's say, than feminine. So mm. probably yes, that helps a bit. <laughs> I love the thing that was told to me by Natalia Sedici, who is uh, someone that I've had the opportunity to spend time with, that you can tell the difference between a sub and a slave in the fact that a sub will do anything for a woman in latex a slave will do anything for a woman in pajamas and wearing a hat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I totally get what you mean by that. Um, it's, I can understand there's this beautiful caring tone in your voice where I can see where people would feel a totally safe space being near you, but also feeling that power. Yes, I've been told many times that I, uh, from the first second, um, I give them that uh, security, that feeling of being safe and willing to be okay with anything that I demand, just because they are in a safe space. So I never knew that about me until many pointed it out. What's your safe space? my safe space mm-hmm. when do know. you when do you feel like you can just let go and relax oh i relax when i'm in charge i've never tried being submissive not to absolutely anyone not in my life but I, I just can i relax when i'm in control i relax when i take life from their ears you know <laughs> <laughs> just right life (laughs) this is the moment when i relax um as day-to-day activities that make me relax i don't know just being in nature Mm -hmm. oh and you picked a great place there in seattle to be in nature that's for sure (laughs) but no i don't have a safe space of relaxing or as a in a submissive way I could not imagine you being in anything towards a submissive way. No. <laughs> but there are some times when you can see um, see somebody, even though dominant, dare I say, let their hair down a little bit. And when you are able to see them like that and know that they're still in charge, that's when the magic happens. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what it's like to host some of the world's most famous dominatrices all in one place. When we come back on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky, back with Mistress Alexandra in a moment. Connect with the show on social media. Follow us on Twitter, because that's what we still call it, at What Women Want P1. On Instagram, as long as they don't suspend us, at What Women Want Podcast. On Pinkster, at What Women Want Podcast. 
and on FetLife as WWW Podcast. And if you want to follow our host, that's easy, as they are Hi There Catsuit on all platforms. We'd love to hear from you, so be sure to reach out. Now, some more words with Catsuit's friends. Hi, this is Venus, and I have a special message going out to all the single ladies listening right now. What if you could have a committed, loving relationship with a partner who is monogamous to you, but who would love to see you have sexual experiences with others? Sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it's not. You really can have your cake and eat it too. You can have it all. Learn more at venusconnections.com. That's venusconnections.com. Craptaculous boundaries are not your fault. The more severe the dysfunction you experienced growing up, the more difficult boundaries are for you. David W. Earl. Or as Ms. Titania said, nobody ever warns you that when you come from dysfunction, a healthy mind can feel unsafe. We spend our lives being controlled by others, so we learn to control others. Or we allow others to control us in exchange for love. Learn more about Take No Shit. Build better relationships through discovering, creating, and maintaining healthy boundaries in three, sometimes five, simple steps at my.curiouser.life. This is Alicia Zadig, author of the new book, Yes, Mistress. I'm also Mistress Alicia, a leading dominatrix and BDSM expert. My book, Yes, Mistress, takes you on a provocative, eye-opening journey into the erotic worlds of kink, fetish, and female domination. Join me for a fascinating conversation. Male submission is more common than you think and more rewarding than you can ever imagine. Yes, Mistress, now available on Kindle, and you can order your copy at yesmistress.com. Thank you for joining us. Please show your support of the show by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and leaving us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to our video channel at youtube.com slash at What Women Want Podcast. And to financially support the show, which we greatly appreciate, please visit bit.ly slash thanks catsuit and give what you can to help catsuit travel teach, and bring you great in-person interviews. We very much appreciate it. This is Milky, and Dating Kinky has brought you this podcast since day one. We believe in great education for our community, and this is just one of our efforts. Please join us at Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. Thank you, Nookie. Welcome back to the program, joined by Mistress Alexandra Balance from Seattle, Washington, by way of Athens, Greece. And Athens, such a beautiful place. I've never been there, but every time I see a video of that place, absolutely gorgeous. And I can't imagine what it would have been like to be in the middle of Athens when you brought the world's greatest dominatrices all together 
for a gala and retreat unlike any other. Where did you have the idea for that? Uh, it was always a dream of mine to put together in Greece an event that many would talk about for a long time. It was just a crazy dream that started about two years before the pandemic. Uh, I had what today is Omega. It was a destroyed building. And I was like, yeah, I can do something with this. I have this great space outside, which by the way was just nothing, concrete, that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, and I can do parties. And one of the trips that uh, Ariana had in Greece, I took her there. And I was explaining her that at some point I want to do a great party. I didn't know exactly what. A great party um, with why not many doms, why not many subs. And she saw as a very big potential in that place. She was like, okay, why don't we do Fandom Gala? Um, not Femdom Gala because we didn't have the name back then. A Femdom event. Okay, that sounds like a great idea. So I started fixing the place. Then the pandemic hit. So I had to stop for two years, unfortunately. And I continued fixing it um, actually six months before the guard. So I was working on building that place. I finished it one day before the gala. Wow. Yes. So it all started as just a dream of having um, a femdom event, a place, a safe, safe place, space for many to be under the same roof, if I can say it like that. Mm -hmm. This is how it started. <laughs> the quality of people you had there. I mean, I kind of saw it through the eyes of Jean Bardot because Jean's a friend of mine. And the pictures, I was like, oh, just to be in the presence of these people. Was there anybody that kind of made you go, wow, they're here at my gala? Oh, many, many. Tell me about some of them. Um, Alexandra Snow, uh, Elena De Luca, Simone, um, Tangent, Ariana, Electra from Germany, uh, Lady Fatal, um, uh, Evil Woman. There are so many, so many, and I do admire each and one of them. So I was like, wow, you all are here. <laughs> Did you all form just a really deep bond by that party? Because I could see, unlike other events like a, a, a DomCon or a BoundCon or any kind of convention type thing, this really was a celebration of the art of femdom. Yes, it was a celebration for three days. Um, the difference between Femdom Gala and the other events, it, it, it was smaller. So everybody could have the time 
and the energy to develop connections with the other ones, planning filming, planning collaborations in the future, uh, discussing. They were also, uh, um, you know, it, it was just smaller and much easier to develop a real connection rather than just say, hi, I love your work and bye, let's go to the next one. And it was also three days. So yes, I did want it to be as a, a female domination um, um, gathering so we can finally meet each other and much more than in a professional way. Do you have any memorable moments from that gala that just stick right in your heart and make you go, yeah, that was the perfect moment? Every single moment of the gala was special. But the one that um, I feel that impacted me the most was the first day after my, uh, my speech when I was thanking everybody for participating and helping me make this dream reality. And everybody came at the throne and we did a group picture and we were cheering and happy. And that was my best moment. All of us in one big group. And I know that it is your dream to do it again, maybe in a different country, but having one that you've already organized, I'm guessing gives you a hundred different ideas for not only how to make it better, but all sorts of different things that you can do. Yes, definitely. You learn from your mistakes. And definitely the first one, there were some, I, I would not say the mistakes, but things that I never thought about them. So yes, of course, I can make it a bit better this year and maybe a bit better next year <laughs> because it's something that I plan on doing many years from now on. Uh, yes, most likely it's going to be in another country next year. Um, who knows, maybe at some point again in Greece, I am thinking about taking it to as many countries as possible so that everybody has the possibility to join even easier. That's beautiful. Well, I hope to at some point be able to attend one just so I can pay wonderful homage and honor to so many of the people who have been so wonderful to me on this particular podcast, because that was really neat for me to see that uh, a lot of the guests at the previous one were people who've been on this podcast and hopefully by the time the next one happens a few more will have been a guest on this podcast that's for sure you have no excuse not to come fair <laughs> enough i will i will take note of that if uh, mistress alexandra tells me to come i better be there yes <laughs> Moving to the United States, big move for you, and you chose Seattle, Washington. Was there a reason you chose Seattle, or were there other places you were thinking about? Um, yeah, I was thinking about New York, but it's way too crowded for me and way too big, and no, I don't think I would feel there. I was 
thinking about uh, Phoenix, but I said that it's a very good moment of relaxing from the heat mm -hmm. and going uh, was just going to worse heat that, than in Greece. So why not Seattle? Well, Seattle's and also, a and also I have members of the family here, so it was much easier. Absolutely. And it's got a beautiful femdom scene there in Seattle. Have you gotten an opportunity to to get to meet some of the wonderful femdoms that are up there? I met uh, Ruby. Oh, I love Ruby. She's an amazing person. Um, I met some of the doms. I haven't met yet Victoria, which I do want to meet her at some point because I do feel that we're going to have a good connection. Uh, I met Catherine Control. Um, and Mistress Anne, and some of the others that are in and out of the scene. And uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great community, first of all, and everybody is welcoming and um, uh, genuine happy. <laughs> One thing that Ruby and Lady Vi have always mentioned to me is that Seattle is one of those markets where the pro-doms really get along with each other. I do there's... have I really have that feeling, yes. Mm -hmm. I've never felt a competition in a bad way. I've never felt rejected. I've never felt um, seen as a, um, a fear <laughs> for their business. So yes, indeed, it was a very nice surprise, to be honest, because there are not many parts of the world that that happened. And I know you want to start some parties there in Seattle and try to bring your wonderful sense of style to the Pacific Northwest. What are your other dreams up there? I want to open my dungeon because I miss my dungeon and I want a similar one here, at least one for the beginning. <laughs> what makes oh. the perfect dungeon for you? Mm. The one that I would walk in and feel that it's mine. Mm -hmm. I don't have something specific. It can be from huge to small to whatever it is. And in between, I just need to feel it that this is mine. Do you have a piece of equipment that is your favorite or something that really defines what you're able to do? Not really, but I still have my first whip. <laughs> I carry it with me everywhere that I go <laughs> no I don't have a piece of equipment the equipment is just a tool for what I want to do in that moment so no I'm not I don't have something specific <laughs> but talk about that whip if that whip could tell stories what do you think the best story it could tell would be when I was learning to use it. <laughs> and I was hitting myself, of course. <laughs> Probably that was the most funniest event <laughs> that, that we have seen. You've had such a wonderful career in this business. What's still on your bucket list that you want to achieve? I want to grow bigger better um more powerful for myself and 
um, yeah, just to be a better person and help as many as I can. Um, one of the things that I'm thinking about doing here is opening um, feti the Fetish Academy uh, for pros, but also for couples. I do want to help every single couple out there how to implement this amazing world and experiences in their bedroom, how to learn to be themselves and not to hide and not to think that they are going to be judged. And why not to teach the new products uh, the basic skills at least. So I'm always full of surprises that can change and I could have much bigger dreams. But for the moment, this is my biggest one. And I know that you want to do some content eventually that helps really bring people into your world, possibly on YouTube or some of the other places. Yes, that's my uh, that's one of the things that I want to do. I know the name. Is going to be the Wicked Hellos of a Dominatrix. Mm. I haven't wrapped up yet the idea how it's going to go, but it's going to be, again, um, more um, a safe space where everybody can learn things out of the box without being, um, you know, pointed out or feel strange or uncomfortable. This is a world that exists when the rest of the world goes away when we're in it. Yes. That's my favorite description of what kink is to me. Yes. Yes. Describe when you're able to be in that world. Is my world is who I am. And I feel that I lose track of time when I'm in it. That's such a beautiful thought <laughs> and a good thought to finish on. Mistress Alexandra, it has been an absolute honor being with you today. I am so glad we finally have been able to talk because we've been wanting to do this for quite a while. And thank you for being on the season premiere of season number four of our show. Thank you so much. I It was a great pleasure talking with you finally and meeting you. <laughs> And thank you for giving me this opportunity. She's a remarkable lady, and we are so honored that she kicked off season number four for us on what women and other wonderful humans want. And season number four continues tomorrow with a very special show. Coming up on a special edition of the podcast. Meet Denzel, the CEO of Clips for Sale in a very provocative and interesting interview where he doesn't pull any punches and tells you what it's like to have to run a fetish site in today's age. Denzel, the CEO of Clips for Sale, next time. That premieres tomorrow on your favorite podcast platform. Have you missed an episode or want to catch up on our nearly 200 episodes? All our shows are available in the archives. And here's what's coming up on the next edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky.
He is the host of your kinky friends on YouTube and podcast platforms. But the story of Nicholas Tannock is so much more. He's someone who literally has had his life saved by the world of kink. Nicholas Tannock on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want next week. New shows premiere every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. And that will do it for episode one of season number four of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. You can find out all about our show on our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash What Women Want Podcast. Our link tree will have everything you need to have for connecting with the show as well as an email. And please send me an email and let me know who you'd like to see on the show in future dates. We're really excited for season four and we're really excited to bring it to you. And that will do it for this edition. My name is John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time and I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. Join us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, and for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free.